Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Some carriers give you so little for your older busted phone you just end up living with it? I don't think so. Verizon lets you trade in your broken phone for a shiny new one. You break it, we upgrade it. You dunk it, doggy bone it. <laughs> Slam it, wham it, strawberry jam it. We upgrade it. Get a 5G phone on us with select plans. Every customer, current, new, or business. Because everyone deserves better. And with plans starting at just $35, better cost less than you think. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Today is Wednesday, November 24th, 2021, coming up on the special edition of Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. The three white racists who lynched Ahmaud Arbery all found guilty today in Georgia. We will hear from uh, one of the family's attorneys, Lee Merritt. We'll also talk with uh, Transformer Justice Coalition. They've been there day one standing with this family, plus our expert legal panel, Folks, it is time to bring the funk on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the find. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. With entertainment just for kicks, he's rolling. single time the judge in the case of the three white men on trial for lynching among Arbery said guilty uh it was applause ringing out all across the country as justice for Ahmad absolutely took place today in Glenn County Georgia again where those three men are going to spend 
the rest of their lives in prison. And don't forget, they're also facing a federal hate crimes trial in early 2022. Uh, we're going to have a full breakdown on the show. We're going to play you the, 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 a little bit later uh, the actual reading of those charges, excuse me, of the jury's decision by the judge. Uh, but a couple of my guests, uh, they're going to be on the only way to the airport. They've been there on the grounds. I want to get right to them. Uh, let's go to uh, Daryl Jones, who is the chair of the Transformative Justice Coalition. Barbara Arnwise, she's the president of the Transformative Justice Coalition. Glad to have both of you. Uh, Daryl and Barbara, y'all have been on the ground. They are standing with this family. Y'all have been leading these protests every single Thursday. And I just got to get you just your initial reaction, your, your reaction uh, to, again, these guilty verdicts uh, that, that this jury, this 11 uh, white jurors, uh, one African American, sent down today uh, in Georgia. Uh, especially for the Ahmad Arbery family, just think about what those parents have gone through, what those uncles, aunts, cousins, all the relatives have gone through for over a year, almost two years of suffering. So I am so delighted that there's finally uh, peace, as they actually said, that now they feel that Quez uh, Ahmad can actually uh, rest in peace. But I also want to really thank you know, Reverend Jesse Jackson, uh, thank, you know, Reverend Bishop Barber, and thank, you know, all those activists, right, Daryl, who just came from all over. But it is a symbol, this case is, that if you really fight hard, which is what this family did, they never stopped rolling, they never stopped fighting, even when they were told lies by the prosecutor, even when the prosecutor, as we know, covered up for these white vigilantes. Even when they second prosecutor did the same thing, they never stopped fighting. And I just want people to know that this victory would not have happened but for the family being so insistent, persistent, and never giving up. And, and that's uh, Darryl, uh, Darryl, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and she's absolutely right, Merlin. You know, one of the, the big things we know that, that has come from this case is that this was a family that was not even going to attend the trial. They didn't think there was any reason for them to attend the trial because they were going to do what they wanted to have done anyway. So, you know, for them to be there, for them to show up uh, was a major coup. And it was a, a, a benefit to the country because what happened was that the family, the, the Arbery family, showed the country what it means to get involved in the case. It's because of them that Jackie Johnson, the prosecutor that started this case, was voted out of office. It's because of them that she's standing for trial now. And I tell you, Roland, and I tell everyone this, you know, this was just the first step in justice for Ahmad. We still have that federal hate crimes uh, trial to go, and we have the prosecution of Jacqueline Johnson to go before total justice is received in this case. And the Transformative Justice Coalition will be there for every trial, including the sentencing of the McMichaels and Bryant. Um, the point that you made there, I, I think is critically important, and that is, it took a whole lot to get to this point. Had the system just ran, uh, just ran by itself, there would have never been a trial. There would have never been an indictment. Uh, and so it was the protest. It was the it was a call to action. Uh, remember, Brianna Taylor came first. Then it was this case here that bubbled to the national, and then the release of that videotape by the attorney of one of the men convicted. They thought that that release was going to exonerate him. But it was the release of that video that actually 
caused the Georgia Brewer investigation uh, to get involved. And so that's really what we're also seeing. Well, I think what we're seeing is an awakening of the Brownsburg community, especially the black community. I mean, there is a difference. Uh, when we first came here the first March, we did on October the 17th. Uh, we had some people from Brownswick, but it was mainly you know, the people, the activists, the 100 activists that we brought in to you know, really drum up support for the family. And, but now the, 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 Ar the Arbery family have become these incredible organizers and they are now leading those marches. And today we actually watched the community lead the march. And it was just beautiful because that's what you want. I mean, every community has to be empowered to seek and to fight for justice. So what I also you know, want people to really understand is that for those 74 days that it took them to prosecute, you got to understand that Marcus Arbery, William Arbery, Gary Arbery, Ruby Arbery, they went down there to that courthouse, to the prosecutor's office almost every single day. Uh, they never, ever gave up. They never took, you know, okie doke or anything else for an answer. And they threw that prosecutor out of office by the right-in campaign. Yeah, and, and Barbara's absolutely uh, right, Roland, that, you know, it, it was the Arbery family that really served as the catalyst uh, behind all of this. Because you know, at any point in time, you know, and Monica Cooper Jones and, oh, amazing. and, and Marcus Arbery are, are just amazing. They were just, yes. you know, their gracefulness in court, oh. their, you know, everything that it took for them uh, to stand and to sit and to pay attention to what was going on. You know, they, along with Ben Crump and Lee Merritt, they were just, you know, just phenomenal uh, with regards to their commitment, their dedication. You know, when they saw us out uh, marching in the street, you know, Marcus led marches. His brothers yes, were did. there with them. His sisters were there with them. You know, and the thing that people really need to remember or know uh, that they may not know that in Brunswick, Brunswick is the poorest jurisdiction in the state of Georgia, the poorest. So jobs are scarce. So for people to get involved yes. and to come out, uh, you know, was to risk their employment, to risk their, their financial resources uh, that they had. So, you know, it was significant for the family to come together, to encourage the community to come out. And, you know, we really look forward to seeing where the community goes from here and, uh, and watching it continue to build. And I tell you this, and I say this uh, constantly, this is what we saw the defense attorneys doing all this nastiness, trying to kick Woo! the Transformative Justice Coalition out of the court, off the courthouse grounds, trying to kick the black pastors out of the courtroom, trying to remove Wanda Cooper Jones from the courtroom for weeping because of her son being killed. This is what they did when the lights were on and the nation was watching. We can only imagine the cases that have come here there, where there has not been that attention and what has been going on in those courtrooms. But we're going to find out because we're going to be holding uh, hearings here in Brunswick with regards to, with regards to uh, uh, Jacqueline Johnson and everything that's been happening in this county. Absolutely. Uh, well, look, I, I know y'all have been there on the ground uh, doing, doing the tireless work. Uh, you've got a plane to catch, uh, so we don't want to hold you up. We certainly appreciate both of you joining us. Uh, congratulations. Uh, give our best to the uh, to the Arbery family. Uh, and again, a nation uh, has stood with them uh, throughout this whole ordeal. And as you said, it's not over. And so the fight for justice continues. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your coverage. Because it took the black media. Remember, Kevin Goff actually filed a motion against the black media. 
saying the black media was intimidating jurors. I mean, just unbelievable. So it took your presence also. So thank you so, so much. All right. We surely appreciate it, Barbara Online. Uh, Daryl Jones, thanks a lot. Uh, folks, uh, this was the moment today when all eyes were fixated on th this particular moment when the judge read the jury's decision in this case. All right. I'm going to go ahead and address each one of these verdict forms separately. The first verdict form I have is the state of Georgia versus Travis McMichael. Mr. McMichael, please stand. Verdict is as follows. In the Superior Court of Glenn County, state of Georgia, state of Georgia versus Travis McMichael, case number CR000433. Jury verdict form. Count one, malice murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, Travis McMichael, guilty. I'm going to ask that whoever just made an outburst be removed from the court, please. As this court has indicated, I ask that there be no outbursts in the court, and I expect as much from the gallery. Please respect the court's um, desire for this as we move forward. If you feel like you need to make a comment or otherwise demonstrate with respect to the verdict, I do ask that you step out of the courtroom now. Count two, felony murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, Travis McMichael, guilty. Count three, felony murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, Travis McMichael, guilty. Count four, felony murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, Travis McMichael, guilty. Count five, felony murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, Travis McMichael, guilty. Count six, aggravated assault. We, the jury, find the defendant, Travis McMichael, guilty. Count seven, aggravated assault. We, the jury, find the defendant, Travis McMichael, guilty. Count eight, false imprisonment. We, the jury, find the defendant, Travis McMichael, guilty. Count nine, criminal attempt to commit a felony. We, the jury, find the defendant, Travis McMichael, guilty. Dated this 24th day of November, 2021, signed by the four person. Have a seat. As to Gregory McMichael. <clears throat> In the Superior Court of Glenn County, the state of Georgia versus Greg McMichael, case number CR0, I'm sorry, 2000433. Jury verdict form. Count one, malice murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, Greg McMichael, not guilty. Count two, felony murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, Greg McMichael, guilty. Count three, felony murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, Greg McMichael, guilty. Count four, felony murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, Greg McMichael, guilty. Count five, felony murder. 
we the jury find the defendant Greg McMichael guilty. Count six, aggravated assault. We the jury find the defendant Greg McMichael guilty. Count seven, aggravated assault. We the jury find the defendant Greg McMichael guilty. Count eight, false imprisonment. We the jury find the defendant Greg McMichael guilty. Count nine, criminal attempt to commit a felony. We the jury find the defendant Greg McMichael guilty. This 24th day of November, 2021, signed by the 4th. As to William R. Bryan. In the Superior Court of Glenn County, State of Georgia, State of Georgia versus William R. Bryan, case number CR2000433, jury verdict form. Count one, malice murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, William R. Bryan, not guilty. Count two, felony murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, William R. Bryan, not guilty. Count three, felony murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, William R. Bryan, guilty. Count four, felony murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, William R. Bryan, guilty. Count five, felony murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, William R. Bryan, guilty. Count six, aggravated assault. We, the jury, find the defendant, William R. Bryan, not guilty. Count seven, aggravated assault. We, the jury, find the defendant, William R. Bryan, guilty. Count eight, false imprisonment. We, the jury, find the defendant, William R. Bryan, guilty. Count nine, criminal attempt to commit a felony. We, the jury, find the defendant, William R. Bryan, guilty. Signed this 24th day of November by the foreperson. Folks, uh, again, that was a, a powerful, powerful moment today. Um, Lee Meredith, one of the uh, family attorneys uh, for the Aubrey family. Uh, let me know if Lee has, uh, has rejoined us. There he is. Uh, Lee, glad to have you here. Uh, that was Marcus Arbery who let out that initial uh, exhortation there in the courtroom. Uh, and, and look, that was a daddy who had a lot of pent up uh, anger and rage. And and I know the judge had his uh, had his um, uh, rules for the quorum, but Marcus, uh, look. He, he needed to hear guilt. That's right. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't blame him at all. You know, normally we, we want to do our best to make sure that we're holding up the decorum of the courtroom. We still have a sentencing phase ahead of us. Uh, but Marcus Arbery was not only facing targeting in that court by the defense table, not only did the men sitting feet away from him murder his son, but he's lived in Glen County his entire life. And he's had to deal with the racism and bigotry that is, um, you know, rooted into the culture there and for him to get a guilty verdict uh, it, it was so much pressure relief released I, I don't even think he knew that he made a sound because uh, he sat right back down and he was waiting to hear more when they asked him to leave the courtroom uh I, I, absolutely uh lee one of the things that, that people are asking top of the sentencing phase uh many have asked why weren't these three facing the death penalty what so what um, and so can you can you shed light on that, explain to the audience what's going on there? I can't, unfortunately. Uh, it's a it's going to be a, a question that's unique to Georgia state law. I, I'm a federal civil rights attorney, and so I'm not completely 
familiar with Georgia's death uh, death crime statute. Uh, I, I do know for what it's worth that Wanda Cooper Jones said these men deserved the death penalty. She told she was told that there was not an option. Uh, I'm sure it was explained to us when these men were indicted a year ago, uh, but I'm not sure why death death wasn't on the table. The one of the things that we have been focusing on is that um, you know, were it not for the release of that videotape, we're actually not here. It took massive protests. Uh, you had one DA who frankly tried to help these men. Then you had a second DA who pretty much wrote up a document uh, yeah. offering a full-throated defense and telling cops not to arrest them. That's right. uh, this case exposed, when we talk about institutional racism, this was it. This was men who committed a, a heinous crime who should have been held accountable, but because of white privilege, because of blue privilege, because of nepotism that existed, uh, they were able to avoid accountability for over two months. And yeah, without the release of the video, that at that point they had become so emboldened that they were bragging about that video. They were sharing it in their circles, and somebody came up with the genius idea to share it with a public radio station. And we were grateful for that dumbass mistake because that got us here today. Uh, well, look, it certainly um, has been a very difficult uh, moment here uh, for the audience. Uh, has a date been set when they're going to be sentenced? The, the court has not set a date. They're going to be checking their schedule. The next date that we have on our calendar is December 20th, which is the first appearance in federal court in Savannah, Georgia, uh, for these men who are now facing hate crime uh, charges as well. And, and also, what, and just again, people are asking, they were taken into custody after, um, at the end of the courtroom today, correct? Yeah, to, to the praise of the Georgia Bureau of Investigations, the GBI, these men have been in custody since it took 74 days for them to be arrested, but they have not seen a free day since they were arrested back in 2020. Got it. And they got it. remain in custody. All right. Lee Merrick, uh, we certainly appreciate it, man. Thank you so very much. I know you got a plane to catch as well, so thanks for joining us. Thank you, brother. Talk to you soon. All right, folks. Got to go to break. We come back. Our expert legal panel will break down this entire case. Uh, it is. It was a whole lot that went on here even get us to this point. Uh, and so uh, we look forward to having their expert analysis. That is next right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Betty is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now, she's free to become Bear Hug Betty. Settle in, kids. You'll be there a while. Ooh, where you going? Welcome back to Roller Martin Unfiltered right here on the Black Star Network. Let's go right to our stellar 
legal panel. Joining me today, uh, attorney Scott Bolden, attorney Monique Presley, also attorney Robert Jane. Glad to have all three uh, of you here. Uh, I know uh, y'all have been uh, itching uh, to weigh in. Uh, here. <laughs> a, a, a lot of people, a lot of folks, um, Monique just did not trust uh, the system. Uh, people were saying, man, I don't know, 11 white jurors, you know, one African-American, not sure. Uh, but um, when, uh, when, when, when the verdict was read by that judge, uh, it was very interesting to see the reaction from people all across the country uh, commenting, uh, really saying, thank you, justice was indeed served. Uh, you're Thank muted. You. Monique, you're muted. Yeah, you, you won't get in her like get on. Thank you, you Scott and Roland. Um, <laughs> I prefer All that time and you're muted. All right, go ahead. I prefer to call it uh, accountability because justice is things like this not happening. Justice is Ahmad being home with his mother and his father and his family for Thanksgiving. Uh, but the justice system worked and a right outcome was reached because the case was tried uh, almost flawlessly by these prosecutors and the judge did uh, his job. And when the jury was handed the facts and the law, they made what really were, were the only decisions to be made. And, and I think they, they judged it correctly, even on the counts where they did not find guilty. Uh, but yes, people were apprehensive, scared, uh, cynical, did not believe at all that it would happen, thought maybe the jury would hang because of the one black person on the jury. And with good reason, they are cynical about our justice system because it has worked for people who are majority, soon to be minority in our country. It has worked for largely white males and it has not worked for black and brown folks. Uh, not the way that it's supposed to. So many times people think that laws should be changed, that the jury system needs to be abolished. No, it all just needs to work the same way for everybody. I'm not saying that those things shouldn't be looked at, but I'm saying one of the reasons that we have so much trouble is because we see over 10,000 black and brown men uh, and, and women being wrongly convicted every year. And we are also seeing some insane numbers of people who are of the majority, the power majority in this country who are getting off after committing heinous crimes are not even being charged appropriately. And you've seen some of that lately in the, the recent probation sentences and home detentions for uh, felonies, for, for rape and for assault. So I, I don't blame the public for not being sure what was going to happen today, but I am as persuaded as ever that when prosecutors do their job and when judges do their jobs and the evidence goes to a jury, that the jury can be led to where it's supposed to go. Scott, on that particular point, Monique makes there in terms of the prosecution doing their job. Uh, I was reading some of some, some comments earlier, and someone said that it was a wise strategy of the prosecution straight away from race. Where they, where they narrowly focus this thing on the law and the actions of these individuals. Uh, and so 
Um, what do you make of the job the prosecution did of, of staying on point uh, and rebutting every single uh, moment that came from these defense attorneys, even when they threw out racism um, in this trial? Well, I think the prosecutors did a good job of keeping it plain, keeping it simple, if you will. Uh, just like Monique said, uh, it was a very practical prosecution, if you will. And they stayed on their theme. They didn't let race uh, get involved, but they didn't react to every race-baiting decision or comment by the defense. They let that hang because they couldn't get into the whole race question, in my opinion. You got to remember, you're in Brunswick, Georgia. White people are still uncomfortable with the race question in the courtroom and outside of the courtroom. Now, if this was a race-baiting case or this was a, a bias case, like the federal case will be, no question, you got to sort through that. But there was no need here. If you juxtapose this prosecution team and this case with how the case in Rittenhouse was handled, it was like night and day. The judge was very professional. The prosecutors kept it simple. There was no flash or dash with them. They knew what they had to do. They laid out the law. They laid out the facts to support the law. And they didn't get make it complicated. They uh, did not sway from the facts. And then what they did very in very layman's terms, they made it plain to the jury so the jury could follow. I knew they were going to come back with a verdict today. At least I, I thought they were because nobody was wanted to come back after Thanksgiving, one. Uh, but two, they only had one question. They wanted to see the video again. So they had to do some convincing of maybe one or two people in the jury room. But this was a very practical prosecution and the right thing to do. And then really quickly, uh, lastly, I'm disappointed that we all have a sigh of relief. Monique is right. This should have been a no-brainer. And think about it, how God is so good. This was 74 days. Without that video, we still wouldn't be here. That's amazing. Well, what does that say? Um, what does that say, um, Robert, that it takes the protest, it takes the video, it takes all of that to get to this point, and, and, and the reality that, you know, people, they're like, look, they don't trust this legal system. Uh, it has not always worked out well for black people, even when there have been overwhelming evidence. Well, what it shows is that, you know, the jury system is made up of people, right? And people bring all their imperfections, all their racism, all their idiosyncratic views and all of that stuff into the box. Um, and so our system is imperfect. It may be the best in the world, but it's yet imperfect. And um, it has a very imperfect history when it comes to black folks in this country. Um, it has not worked for us and people were right to be anxious um, and uh, to be concerned about whether or not it was in fact going to work for the Arbery family and the rest of black America in this case. You know, th this uh, was, um... I mean, look, remember we started off, uh, Monique, <clears throat> dealing with how race was at the forefront, not just in terms of uh, the, 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 what took place uh, in him being chased out and, 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 and lynched, but the jury selection, where the judge even agreed uh, that racism was at play in the striking of black jurors. Uh, and so that it was always present, it was always there, 
Uh, but I would love to get a, a, your assessment as well of the job of the prosecution in this case. Uh, yeah, that that lead uh, prosecutor is it is it Rudinsky? Um, uh, she's a yeah. badass. She. <laughs> when, when, you know what? That that's literally the exact same wording my dad used. Yeah. <laughs> he said that. Yeah. He said that Linda. He said Linda. Yeah. He said she's a badass. She's and, and, and she she is one one hundred percent and and. Um, there, I watched her close, and I really just haven't seen, not since Chauvin, which is another, you know, I've, I, and I, I don't call prosecutions flawless hardly ever. I'm just defense to the bone. Um, but when they execute in this manner and get the job done, and she, when she said to that jury, um, if, if you don't find citizen's arrest, uh, and she said, it's up to you if you decide there was or there wasn't. But if you decide there wasn't, then you have to find guilt because that means they were the provokers. That means they weren't in jeopardy or danger. That means they have no justification or excuse for the false imprisonment, for the detainment, attempted detainment on another street. And so that made it to me very easy for the jury to do the job they needed to do. Uh, and throughout, all, all three of them did their job well. But to piggyback on what Scott said about the way they didn't allow the racism to, to be the thing that sent them down the rabbit hole and they didn't pick it up like it, their own shiny carrot and wave it around because the job of the prosecutor or any lawyer is to know your jury. And that's why lots of times when you go out and you get some big fancy lawyer from another jurisdiction to come in, it doesn't work on the defense side or on the prosecution side, because you have to know that area, you have to know their sensibilities, you have to know the things that they can handle hearing in their faces, and you have to know the things that they know it's happening whether you spell it out for them or not. And so I agree with what Scott said about perhaps these jurors not being ready to deal with head on in the face. Uh, these, who knows who they were? They might be some critical race theory is the devil jurors. They might be some, if he had been committing crime, he deserved what came to him jurors. They might've been some never talked to a black person until I had to deal with this one black person for the past two weeks jurors. We don't know. And, and that is more likely than not. And so for a prosecutor to say, but here are these facts and here is this law. And no matter what you think about those other things, this is what we are expecting you to apply. And so they did that. And it was a huge juxtaposition to the defense attorneys who were, for, forget about dog whistles, they were standing on their heads, oh, they were yeah. standing on top of tables, they, they may as well have just said nigger, 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 and said he deserved to die. Because that is what, in essence, their defense was all about. It was, yeah, they might have done something wrong, but it was a black guy. Yeah, they might have done this wrong, but he was running down the street. You know, if he was running down the street, he had to be up to something. Yeah, we can't prove that he was actually committing a felony or that he even attempted, intended to commit a felony, but come on. 
I mean, they were just aiming for some sort of okie doke and I believe that they went too far. That the comments that they made, the comments about the toes, the comments about, you know, knowing about our community and keeping our community safe, all of that might have offended the sensibilities to jurors who otherwise may have been predisposed to assume that because Ahmad was black that he did something wrong. Yeah, see, Roland, here's, here's the beautiful thing. Uh, actually, Scott, uh, Scott, Scott, hold on yeah. one second. Hold on okay. one second. I'm going to go to commercial break. We're going to come back. I want you to make that point. Uh, I also, when we come back, we're also going to hear from uh, the Arbery family uh, when they commented after uh, the jury reached their verdict. Folks, you're watching the special edition of Roland Martin Unfiltered. Uh, we were not supposed to be live today. Uh, I gave the staff off, but of course, when this verdict came down, we made that decision, so we improvised today. So that's why we're here. You're watching Roller Martin Unfiltered right here on the Black Show. Alexa, play our favorite song again. Okay. I only That spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger that's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. You really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. Once upon a time, there lived a princess with really long hair who was waiting for a prince to come save her. But really, who has time for that? Let's go. She ordered herself a ladder with Prime one day delivery, and she was out of there. Now, her hairdressing empire is killing it. And the prince, well, who cares? Prime changes everything. I'm about to give you something yeah. that's going to put you in that. You're going to remember this. Yeah, he was on tour. So Brian wanted to be the headliner. Now, your headliner was a little different. So we're like, okay, you want to be the headliner? No problem. Listen, since you so, think you big, you that big and bad? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget one night we, uh, two of the guys, the driver got lost. I think it was Westbury we playing. And I'll never forget, um, we asked, they asked him if he didn't mind going on first and uh, we would close out. And he, he came back and said, he said, no, I'll give him his prop. He took it like a man. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough out there. By the time he would come out, you could hear echoes. <laughs> wow. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I bet you're smart Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. All right, folks, welcome back to Roller Martin Unfiltered here on the Black Star Network. Uh, we're talking about the jury's verdict in the case of the three white racists uh, on trial for the lynching of Ahmaud Arbery. They were found guilty today. Uh, this is the Arbery family. This is what they had to say after court today. I want to give all glory to God. Yes, because that's who made all this possible. Yes, Number two. I want to thank his mama. Yeah. And I want to thank my sisters and brothers. I want to thank my children for being strong through this raw time. Yes. Because I know it was hard what they had to deal with. Yes. Yes. And number two, I want to thank all y'all people, all the support y'all gave us. Because one of us even did this. Ain't no one side did this. That's right. God put us all together to make this happen. So ain't no one side. Tell what I tell you. God don't work work one side. Yes. God work two sides. All right, I'm going to put you here. I'm going to put you there. Amen. So y'all pull together and work this thing. So, hey, that's what it's all about. Amen. Because if one side wouldn't work, it wouldn't have happened. That's right. You had people working with you weren't working. Right. Come on. When you weren't working, you had people out here working, marching, going in these offices. We conquered that lynch mob. Right. We got that lynch mob. This history today. I just want to say thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank each and every one of you who fought this fight with us. It's been a long fight. It's been a hard fight. But God is good. Yes, he is. Early in, I never saw, I, to tell you the truth, I never saw this day. 
back in 2020. Mm -hmm. I never thought this day would come. But God is good. Yes, he is. And I just want to tell everybody, thank you. Thank you for those who marched those who, who prayed, most of all the, the ones who prayed. Yes, Lord. Yes. Thank you, God. Yes, Lord. Thank you. And now, now, Quez, which I, which you know him as Ahmad, I know him as Quez. Yes. He will now rest in peace. Rest. Yes. Amen. Thank you. That was a mother and father of Ahmad Arbery. Uh, Scott, um, can, can you answer the question that people are asking? Uh, why these three were not facing the death penalty, or is it still an option? Uh, that's what folks want to know. Yeah, I can. Um, I know uh, the answer. Uh, I know the answer. I think you just got done talking. I think it's my turn, even though I was going to compliment but you. But you don't know the answer. But I digress. I digress. The bottom line is you can get the death penalty in the state of Georgia under certain circumstances, but the prosecutor has to ask for it. In this case, the prosecution has not asked for it, and that would be something they would have to ask for early on uh, uh, before we, we tried the case. I've never seen them ask for it after a conviction, uh, but that's that's fundamentally why. The other uh, um, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Monique, is that correct? Yes, he's Is correct. that correct? Are you second guessing me? Are you kidding me? Robert, go ahead and weigh in. Well, well, well. Look, I was a I was a prosecutor for seventeen years, and I was an elected DA in one of Georgia's largest jurisdictions. Um, to get the death penalty in Georgia, there's certain things that you have to do to qualify for. It's not just for murdering somebody, and this was right. sure enough murder. But you know, it needs to be you know during the course of an armed robbery. There needs to be torture, mutilation, um, retaliation when you kill a judicial official or a police officer. There are a number of factors, and I, I don't believe, in all honesty, that, that that it qualifies for the death penalty under Georgia law, um, just being a murder during the course of them chasing him down. Like, it was horrible. It does not. It does and not. it was shocking, but I do not believe it qualifies, and I don't think it was an option to the prosecutor um, in this case. Okay. All right, Scott, you can go ahead and finish your next legal point. You know, you've insulted me a lot over the years. But Scott, that, Scott, first of all, I have a former Georgia DA. I seriously a question. You asked no, no. me. You don't ask me and then say, is that correct? No, 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 no. No, no. But see, I want to know if you even knew the answer. So therefore, we're going to give the proper answer without other legal analysts. So please uh, go forward with your point. What I was going to say to my sister Monique, the beauty of this case and the beauty of her comment about the defense raising the race question probably made the jury uncomfortable, but race was always a factor. It was hanging in the courtroom and outside the courtroom. You didn't have to do dog whistles or call him the N-word or do all the things that the defense did. And the prosecution knew that. So why even get into it? And what the, the prosecution team did was make it a very race-neutral, practical prosecution using the facts, if you will. And by doing that, she essentially was messaging to this jury, you can do this. We know race is out there, but it's okay. Here's the pathway to conviction where you can do it in the name of blind justice, not because you're going to be judged later on the race question, because we're not putting race in this. This is murder. It'll be murder now, murder in the future, and murder in the past. And it's okay. 
for you to come back with that verdict despite the racial tensions that are hanging in this courtroom. The, the, the thing here, Robert, that I found to be um, uh, uh, quite interesting um, uh, is that um, obviously the defense, I, I think the defense realized we ain't got no defense. And, and, and they tried, they tried to hit race at, at every turn, all of the motions they were filing. Uh, and, and, and even the judge remained very even keeled. Mm -hmm. And I remember when he was complaining about the pastor showing up and the judge kind of like, well, you caused it, <laughs> you know? And, and so, and, and so it, it was as if they were trying to, at any turn, man, let me just press one, one racial button in one of these white jurors because all they needed was one juror to say not guilty. Yeah. Well, I think they went too far, right? You're correct in that they didn't have a defense. All right. So they had to, I always knew that they were going to put the victim, you know, on trial in this case. That's what you see in cases like this. You put the victim on trial and you try to make the case, you know, about the victim's character. And a lot of that was limited. If you recall, there were what we call motions in limine or motions pre-trial to, to stop a lot of that. And it was successful because they tried to do even more. But ultimately, as a defense lawyer, you have to be careful um, about going too far and angering or pissing a jury off. Um, you know, like, look, 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 this this jury, it didn't look like us. Right. There was only one black person, one African-American on the jury. But even white folks don't want to feel like they're, you know, that they're that they're making race based decisions. And, 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 and look, we can't discount the fact that everyone on that jury, they knew the, you know, the eyes of the world was watching them that, you know, for posterity's sake, you know, they would be, they would be judged and their grandchildren's children would know about the decisions that they made. So how do you want to be remembered as a juror in this case? How do you want your community to be seen when you have an obvious murder, you know? And so, so, you know, I think the defense lawyers went too far, the comments about the you know the dirty toenails and all of oh that my stuff. God. That that yeah. was that was that was that was just unbelievably. It was weird too. Yeah, and and you know to be that you know unbelievably personal in a jury trial about someone that has lost his life and think that even even right thinking white folks aren't going to be offended is 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 just bad strategy, and I wouldn't have done it. It yeah, was so it, horrible. It. it was so horrible that I went back since I, you know, we, none of us, I, I didn't, I wasn't able to see every part of the testimony. And when she said that, it made me want to go back and look. I'm like, did experts say something about his feet? Or I, I just, I couldn't connect any single dot that made it as make sense other than for what her intended purpose was. I mean, I and I, I, I really had never heard anyone just be so blatantly disrespectful. And I am not saying that because his family was there that a defense attorney or a prosecutor should choose different words because of their audience. You have a job to do. But to say words like that, that were completely unnecessary um, was, was astounding to me. And the other thing that, that occurs to me is um, just the complete difference between 
the Rittenhouse verdict and this one. And what I hope people will get from that is that, you know, for all of the people who, when the Rittenhouse verdict were, came out and sets a precedent and, and this and that, and this will never be the same, and everybody's going to think this and think that. And I tweeted at the time, this is a decision in one case from one jury in one town. Do not think that this means that every other case is going to be like this or that every other area and territory is going to be like this. And I am thankful for a jury in the deep south that with people who were not majority of color coming back with this decision because they it is the exact opposite kind of trial with a very similar type fact pattern. So I think we should make no assumptions whatsoever. I don't think we should assume about white jurors that they can't hear facts, apply law, and come up with the right decision. I don't think we should assume about black jurors that they will do that because I've had recently um, on the crisis management side, some clients to see verdicts come back that didn't make any sense on paper. And it was black folks on the jury who didn't even hang the jury. So humanity is humanity. Uh, and people come to it with their own predispositions. They come to it with the entirety of their life experiences. And finally, I also think that this Rittenhouse verdict was in this juror's mind. I'm, I'm not saying that it changed the outcome on the jury. They had plenty to make their decision, but I know they didn't want to be like those folks. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So uh, hold tight one second. We come back. Um, President Joe Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, they weigh in on this uh, verdict as well. Uh, and, and I've got to ask uh, each one of you, because I really want to focus on this again. Those two white DAs who tried their best not to see this move forward, uh, what should happen? One has already been charged. What about the other one? I want to get your thoughts on that uh, when we come back right here as we uh, provide post analysis of the verdict in the case of the three white races found guilty today for the murder, the lynching of Ahmaud Arbery. You're watching Roland Martin unfolded on the Black Show. Alexa, play our favorite song again. Okay. I only have
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language. And she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves. What's up, what's up? I'm Dr. Ricky Dillard, the choir master. Hey, yo, peace world. What's going on? It's the love king of R&B, Raheem Devon. And you're watching Roland Martin, Unfiltered. Crump is one of the attorneys uh, for the Amon Arbery family. This is what he had to say today uh, outside of the Glen County Courthouse after the verdict. All the allegations, all the character assassinations, long legs with dirty toenails. Just imagine all they went through. That when he heard that, Reverend Al, he could not contain himself because Marcus as a father, they see their job as to protect their children. That's right. That's right. And That's right. you can experience the pain of a mother and a father who witness what they witness not being there to protect their child. That's right. Every 
parent in America can take solace yes. in knowing that we have an example yes. of how to deal with tragedy and grief yes. when they look at the example of Marcus Aubrey yes. and Wanda Cooper, yes. and we should applaud them. That's All right. right. They should be I tell you all, we, we, we together did this. We all together, black, white, activists, faith members, lawyers, prosecutors, we did this together. We said, America, we will make us better than what we saw in that video. And I would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge even though we are clapping and we are cheering and we applaud, Wanda and Marcus still are devastated yes. because they're missing a mom. That's right. That's right. That's right. Devastated. That's right. And so even though this is not a celebration, it is a reflection to acknowledge that the spirit of Ahmad yes. defeated the lynch mob. Right. The spirit of Ahmad defeated the lynch mob. The spirit of Ahmad defeated the lynch mob. Yeah. The statement that President Joe Biden released today, uh, is killing witnessed by the world on video is a devastating reminder of how far we have to go in the fight for racial justice in this country. Mr. Arbery should be here today celebrating the holidays with his mother, Wanda Cooper Jones, and his father, Marcus Arbery. Nothing can bring Mr. Arbery back to his family and to his community, but the verdict ensures that those who committed this horrible crime will be punished. While the guilty verdicts reflect our justice system doing its job, that alone is not enough. Instead, we must recommit ourselves to building a future of unity and shared strength where no one fears violence because of the color of their skin. My administration will continue to do the hard work to ensure that equal justice under law is not just a phrase emblazoned in stone above the Supreme Court, but a reality for all Americans. Vice President Kamala Harris, today the jury rendered its verdicts and the three defendants were found guilty of murdering Ahmaud Arbery. Still, we feel the weight of grief. Ahmaud Arbery should be alive and nothing can take away the pain that his mother, Wanda Cooper-Jones, his father, Marcus Arbery, and the entire Arbery family and community feel today. I share in that pain. These verdicts send an important message, but the fact remains that we still have work to do. The defense counsel chose to set a tone that cast the attendance of ministers at the trial as intimidation and dehumanized a young black man with racist tropes. The jury arrived at his verdict despite these tactics. Amon Arbery was a son, he was a brother, he was a friend, his life had meaning. We will not forget him, we honor him best by continuing the fight for justice that there was uh, Vice President Kamala Harris. Uh, Robert, I want to I want to go to you here because um, there were actions of two white prosecutors before this thing became a national story, and it was their actions that actually um, allowed these individuals to walk free for the longest. They thought they were going to get away with this. Well, I actually know the prosecutors that are involved. I know Jackie. Um, you know, I was an elected DA um, during the time that she was elected, and we were a member of the same association, and aren't many of us in Georgia. Um, and so I was shocked 
uh, because I never I never felt anything like that. But I've been living in this world almost 50 years and I understand that that doesn't mean anything. With that being said, um, you know, it you know, once I saw all the evidence through the media, you know, that was presented, um, it clearly um, appears that this was swept under the rug and, and not just swept under the rug. But, you know, we met. Um, as DAs, um, as elected DAs, probably about a decade ago, and we were told by the Attorney General's office um, in that meeting that when you that when you conflict out of cases, you're not to send any smoke signals, any phone calls, any emails, or any messages trying to uh, dictate or determine how the case is going to be handled. And um, we were all clear on that as elected DAs. This was years before uh, Mr. Harbour was murdered, um, and so you know. Her trying, you know, her conflicting out of the case, her directing the police department not to arrest these individuals was wrong and horrible, number one. But then number two, her trying to dictate how the case was handled was also inappropriate based on how all of us as elected DAs in this state have been um, have been proceeding and operating for for, for almost a decade now. Um, Monique. Yes. Your thoughts on the actions of these DAs? Um, again, the system works best when the people who are given a position of public trust honor the public trust that they've been given. I want to correct for uh, the name of the lead prosecutor. It's Linda. Dunikoski. I thought I think I, I thought it was Rodensky, but it's Dunikoski. Uh, and and that is an example of someone doing the job the way that it is supposed to be done. Um, I I don't know that anything would have mattered though without that video. Um, and that to me, if I could pivot just for a second, and I, I actually have this question for our former prosecutor in Georgia. Um, to me, that was one of two times that Brian, Roddy Brian's lawyers failed him. The other time that I don't understand at all is why he was even in this trial with those McMichael defendants. Do you have any idea about that? When you say why he was in the trial, well, yeah, you why, know, as a why would he? Why why wouldn't he insist on on being tried separately? Do y'all do things differently there? I never would have wanted him with those people. Well, he could insist, but it wasn't going to happen. Um, he was part of of the act, and so in Georgia, you know, we have different terminology, but basically, it's accomplice liability. It's party to the crime, um, is what we call it in Georgia. And you know, if someone aids or encourages or counsels anyone to commit a crime helps in any way, even the slightest way, you know, they are as guilty as a principal or as the individual that pulled the trigger. Um, and so the prosecution's theory in this case was that, you know, this individual that was driving the car and, you know, chasing him down was party to the crime and, and he was, you know, he was helping, you know, now you can't really convict him of malice murder because you don't have any evidence of it, but if he's assisting or helping or encouraging in the felony that actually um, led to the murder, then he's party to the crime of, um, of what we call felony murder in Georgia. And that's why they included him because it, it tells the whole story. Um, now, well, so you're saying, so you're saying it's up to the prosecutors, whether you get to stand alone for trial or not. I mean, if you look at the Chauvin case, 
you know, I mean, those, the other officers who were involved, who are accomplices, who are also being charged are being tried separately. Um, And, and that's why I was wondering if it's something that goes on state to state, because um, a motion to separate, I, I would, I would think around these parts would be granted because even though he had a part to play, it was a distinct part from um, the actual murder. I mean, if you think about drug cases where there's 25 to 50 different defendants, they're not all necessarily being tried together. So So, that's that's why I was wondering if it was his attorney who screwed this up or what happened. So your question is one for the defense and not the prosecution. As a prosecutor, you're going to want to indict him and have him included. Um, mm-hmm. As a defense lawyer, you're going to make a decision strategically whether or not you actually want your guy sitting at the table with these folks, or you're going right. to, or you're going to make a move to sever or to separate, right. as you call it. Um, there was no motion to sever. I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, but you know, but I'm not aware of any motion to sever. I mean, I would have wanted my guy as a defense, and I do some criminal defense now. You know, I would have wanted my guy, particularly if he's the least culpable of the three, i.e., the guy that just drove the car and shot the video, I'd want him as far away from these other two as possible. Uh, why his lawyers didn't do that, I, I, I don't know. Why uh, his lawyers bet, didn't I do love- that, why he didn't have a plea and sing like a canary and be a witness <laughs> to this trial instead of a defendant yeah. in this trial, is a, it's a whole well, lot of questions I had. Well, I'll be honest with you. I think uh, it probably was along the lines of, hey, uh, they thought with Michael being a former uh, worker in the DA's office, sort of a former law enforcement, hey, that's going to work out for us. Mm, guess what? They roll the dice, crapped out. Now he's going to be spending a long time uh, in prison. And this is the other piece. This is the last question for both of you. Uh, Robert, I want to start with you. They still got to deal with the federal hate crime. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a problem because all of those ugly words, right, that we heard about at the beginning of this prosecution, all those things, you know, that were N word, the the, uh, the Confederate flag bumper sticker, all of that stuff, that's going to be in the federal trial. All all of that is going to be in the federal trial. It's going to be the center of the federal trial, and you're not going to look. This is a this is a relatively small area of Georgia, you know, from Brunswick over to Savannah. You're talking about an hour, hour and a half drive. It's the same region. And so, you know, these folks in that they pull from, you know, from the federal jury over in Savannah in the federal courthouse will already know that these fellas um, have been convicted of murder. All right. And so, you know, so it's 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 going to be, you know, um, you know, a a slippery, a a, a tall hill, a tall mountain to climb for his defense lawyers to get him acquitted. You know, when all of that stuff comes out that that we've all been hearing on the media about what they've said and what they've done. Moni, final comment. Right. Absolutely. But I I. I mean, I am glad that it's happening, but I don't think it's going to matter from from what I read. You know, it's it's the judge doesn't have to give parole uh, with the sentences on the murder. And uh, even if he gives parole, it's a minimum of 30 years before they're eligible for parole. uh, And all of the felony murders will run concurrently. But then there's still the assault and the imprisonment, and those are like zero to 10, zero to 20. I do not expect any of these men to see the outside of uh, prison in their lifetimes, whether they are convicted in the federal cases or not. And you know what? Here's a lesson. Mind your own damn business. (laughs) 
Yep. That's one of them my, for my, sure. Mind your damn business. Stop making yeah. assumptions. Uh, and, and you know what? I, I, this is the last, the last part here for y'all. I, so t- today I was flying, I was flying to Houston, uh, and um, uh, a couple of things happened. Uh, I get to the gate, uh, and I got my Texas A&M uh, sweatshirt on the pants, and uh, the, the United guy he immediately goes, "Hey, uh, so uh, uh, were you playing football at Texas A&M with Michael Spears at LSU?" I look down like, "What are you talking about?" And he keeps going. I said, man, I ain't never played football in my life. No. And like, he didn't even ask me that. He just, just went right there. So then I got on the plane with my niece, and we were walking on. So we're walking on the plane, and the flight attendant goes, uh, you got to check that bag. There's no room. And I went, in first class? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, no, there's room in first class. I said, well, I'm in first class. And so I posted that on my social media. And there was some people who hit me, Robert and Monique, and they were like, you know, man, you know, uh, you should let that thing just slide off your back. I said, no, because that's how these things start for us. It's assumptions. When they see us, I said, they see, oh, he had to play. He could not have gone to Texas A&M unless he played football. Oh, they can't be sitting in first class. Now, they can't be driving that nice car. They can't live in that house. Oh, they can't do this. What happened here? He had to have been stealing something. <coughs> oh, he was creeping around. Oh, he ran away. It is the assumptions that lead to black people dying. And I dare say to anybody black, we must challenge assumptions because when they are making judgments, about who we are, and they don't even know us. They haven't even talked to us. They don't even know our background. That little small little assumption that people say you should just ignore ends up being, in the case of Amon Arbery, dead because somebody assumed that he was a thief and he was walking around stealing something. That is, is something that we c- can never let just escape and ignore, Robert. Never. Those assumptions. No, look, I I agree 100 percent. You know, we as 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 a black man in this country, you know, I've I've had to deal with it, you know, at every at every level of my existence from a young child all the way up to being in law enforcement, you know, driving through areas with a gun and a badge and being the chief law enforcement officer and people assuming until they recognize my face that I did not belong where I was. Um, and, you know, when you mix assumptions with someone exercising um, law enforcement duties, um, you know, it can become lethal because you assume someone is doing something, you know, that they're not actually doing. You assume Mr. Arbery is a thief when all he's doing is exercising and looking at homes. And as I've read, because he's interested in being an electrician one day and there's absolutely no evidence. And so because of that assumption, you know, that's based on race, I might add, you know, you end up killing this young man, you know? And so, you know, look, we have, we have an obligation as, as, as human beings, as African-American people to educate and to correct those assumptions because they can turn deadly. Monique? Yes, absolutely. I, I agree um, 100%. Those things, I know we've all had experiences where they happened that, that air, the airport, 
airplane scenario has happened to me, I try to respond as graciously as possible because I know many times it's not coming from an intent uh, to insult or to be rude, but there that's why they they ask for you know racial sensitivity type trainings uh, for anyone who's dealing with the public because you should not make any assumptions based on a person's look, based on a person's color, based on a person's dress, based on a person's sex or gender, not based on any of those things. And frankly, when we don't do it, um, you know, Roland, you might have converted a Karen because that same woman who's making assumptions about you in first class might go home and turn into the person who was in the park and who called the police um, on, on a brother for, for no reason at all. So we don't know what type of conduct we may be able to correct uh, right. by, by stepping in and doing our small part, not to agitate or to make a fight, but just to, to subtly push against that narrative or that assumption. So yes, I, I think that is one way that we all can uh, do our small part to push humanity forward. Well, sometimes I ain't subtle with it. Just depending upon what mood I'm in, because I'm and I, I'm not, is not your strong suit. Well, no, well, you know, I, I can I can be subtle, but typically I'm not. Uh, but 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 the, but the thing is, and, and and people thought I was joking. I'm like, no, I said the, the reality is, Ahmad Arbor is dead because there were a tragic line of assumptions. They assumed that he was stealing. When they testified, yeah, no, we, we didn't see anything. They assumed that he had a gun. Mm, never never showed a gun. They assumed I mean, this entire deal. Then they, remember they came out and said, oh, we had a rash of burglaries, a smash and grabs uh, in, in the area the prosecutor said there were four in all of 2019. So where's the rash? Well, that but, is the but deal. Roland, he could have committed every one of them. I mean, that is the thing I know people don't want to oh, look uh, at because the only the only way that we get out of these things is if we turn our brothers, as I always <laughs> say, into spotless, blameless lambs. Um, right. the, the, the McMichaels would have been dead wrong to do what they did, even if every one of those robberies, without them knowing it, had been committed by Ahmad. I don't believe that they were, but it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have fit under citizen's arrest because they didn't know that he did anything that day. They didn't witness him doing anything that day. They had no, you know, no reason to be able to just based on what they saw, stop him that day. And it had been such a long time prior to that, that there was no justification uh, for them to use it as an excuse, even if they had known that he had done something and they hadn't. So it really didn't matter. Uh, that all he was doing that day was running. We didn't need to know his intent in being inside that house to understand that they violated the law. They took the law into their own hands wrongfully. And that is why Ahmad died that day. And it should not well, occur. Well, uh, Robert, unfortunately, uh, we actually have to be clean and spotless yep. uh, because I dare say this, if Ahmad did steal something, if Ahmad was carrying something, this verdict may have gone another way. I'm, I'm, I, you know, the great work of prosecution, prosecuting, yeah. I'm just understanding how people think. Robert, go ahead. 
Well, practically, practically there would not have been a prosecution. Let's just let's just be real about it. All right. It was a it was a public outcry because he wasn't stealing anything because he did not have a weapon on his person um, that really motivated the authorities to take a deeper look. And when we pull back the covers, that's when we saw all the ugly stuff that had been going on and the prosecutors were removed and, you know, people were indicted and all this other stuff. But if he had not been spotless, we wouldn't be having this conversation. He'd just be another black man in a neighborhood where he wasn't supposed to be doing something that he wasn't supposed to do. And we wouldn't have this cold clinical approach to the law, which is, you know, did they have probable cause to detain him or arrest him, you know, um, and, and what did they know at the time? That never would have come into play. You know, now in a perfect world, it should, right? But, you know, in the imperfect world of, of prosecution, jury selection and closing arguments, it just doesn't work that way. Absolutely. All right, uh, Robert, Monique, I appreciate it. Scott has to go a little bit early. I appreciate all three of you joining us. Uh, let me thank uh, Lee. Let me thank Barbara. Let me thank Daryl for joining us as well. Uh, again, folks, we were not supposed to be live today, but because of the uh, verdict that came down, uh, that's why we are live. So we thank all of you for joining us as well. Uh, first of all, uh, the big numbers today. Thank you so much for everybody uh, watching. Uh, got a great treat coming up for you next, folks. Uh, what's going to happen is we're going to stop this live stream. We're going to start the new one. Uh, we are launching a new show, uh, one of eight shows that we're launching on Roland Mar on Black Star Network. This is called Rolling with Rolling, a one-on-one, one-hour interview show. I'm kicking this thing off with singer Johnny Gill. Uh, folks uh, may not realize that Johnny was far successful uh, before he became the new edition. Uh, and we talked about that. Uh, we talked about some uh, some things that he would love to do. And you, I can't wait for you uh, to hear uh, the end of the interview where I hooked him up with one of the greatest gospel singers out there. I ain't going to tell y'all who it is. Y'all got to watch the interview. So it's a fantastic interview. We want y'all to enjoy it. Uh, rolling with Rolling, the one on one with Johnny Gill, the series premiere is next. We're gonna drop a new episode every two weeks on the Black Star Network. Folks, I appreciate y'all. Have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, hug uh, your family, hang out with them. No drama, please. Uh, and if you didn't bring any food for Thanksgiving, don't ask who cooks who cooks stuff because you ain't do shit. Just be quiet and eat, okay? <laughs> Just be quiet and eat. And do me a favor if you got one of the family members. And they got a, and they got a uh, bag of hat. Mm -mm. Sit their ass in the yard and then bring their plate outside. Then they can't come to the house. All right, y'all. That's it. I gotta go. I will see y'all uh, Friday from the Bayou Classic uh, in New Orleans. Alexa, play our favorite song again. Okay. I only oh, that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger. That's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. Really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. Once upon a time, there lived a princess with really long hair who was waiting for a prince to come save her. But really... 
Who has time for that? She ordered herself a ladder with Prime one day delivery, and she was out of there. Now, her hairdressing empire is killing it. And the prince? Well, who cares? Prime changes everything. Hello, everyone. I'm Godfrey, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. And while he's doing Unfiltered, I'm practicing the wobble. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.